This is Level Break. Level Break. Gaming and tech news for your ear holes. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome, welcome to Level Break. This is episode one, and we've got some news. Let's get into it. We're getting another odd world in early 2020. It's called Oddworld Soulstorm. Same idea, puzzle platforming, the same one that we all knew from the PlayStation. Well, not all of us, but some of us, right? It was called Oddworld Abe's Odyssey. Well, I think this is the fourth, if I'm not mistaken, the fourth iteration of the Oddworld universe, and it's coming out in early 2020. So the story is this, very similar to the other ones, but what's interesting here is that they've added a three-dimensional layer to this. It's not in pure 3D, but it's in our familiar 2.5D with some 3D thrown into the mix. You'll see what I mean when you look at the trailer. But some things don't change. Our favorite wacky fugitive slave, Abe, is back on the run, running around, solving puzzles, rescuing fellow slaves that kind of can't figure things out on themselves, so they're just kind of standing there or doing their sweeping or you know being, being yelled at or told what to do by the evil guards, which you need, of course, to sneak around all the time. I'm sure there's more to it this time, but the fun and the personality of that game is like none other, let's be honest, right? But anyway, Abe is still running around each level, farting and goofing his way through every level in 2.5D and a little bit of 3D this time. There's a trailer out. I'll link it in the show notes. Take 2 is still riding on the coattails of Red Dead Redemption 2. No shock at all here. Red Dead 2 is a huge hit. I think everybody in the gaming universe bought a copy on PlayStation or Xbox. Not PC, of course. Not yet. So sales appear to be slowing. No surprise, right? We know that they sold tens of millions of copies. Specifically, they shipped around 24 million copies. Well, recently in an earnings report, Take-Two Interactive, who owns Rockstar Games, of course, announced that they've shipped 24 million copies, but if you break it up, it tells a bit more of a story. They sold 17 million at launch, another 6 million by November 2018. So if you do the math, carry the five and subtract the two, that leaves about one million sold since then. And that's really good for any normal game, but this is Rockstar, you guys. This is Rockstar, right? So it begs the question, how is Take-Two going to manage year-over-year expectations in terms of game releases and content? And of course, what matters in the end, profits. We're all crossing our fingers that it has nothing to do with Red Dead Online in terms of profits. What we all want, and I think I speak for everybody here, for many, I shouldn't do that, but I'm going to in this case, because I think I've been on Reddit enough, the r slash Red Dead Redemption Reddit, the common theme there, everybody wants more story DLC, right? That's why we all fell in love with Red Dead to begin with. So story DLC is what we will empty our pockets for and be happy about it. So Rockstar, let's see it. Do you like fangs? You know, not like dog fangs, but like fangs, the the fun fangs. Well, if you do, there's two vampire games coming out. So we all know Vampire the Masquerade was a huge hit back in the day. We're talking a long time ago now for all you younglings out there. Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2 was announced over the past couple weeks. It's coming in 2020. It's old news at this point. We all We all get that. 
But there's another one in development also. It's another Vampire the Masquerade game, but it's different. It's developed by a different developer. It's got a different feel to it. Bloodlines 2 is going to be your classic, well, mix of action, adventure, RPG, character building, and of course, some narrative. They'll have the clans. You'll be able to choose your sides. Act as how you want to act. Make the decisions that you want to make. Classic Bloodline stuff. Love it. White Wolf, right? The new game is a little bit different. It doesn't have a name yet, but it's going to be a narrative RPG inspired by the rules of the tabletop version. So the developer in this case, the name is Big Bad Wolf. They developed the council. If any of you played that, I have not. So they're at the helm. But apparently the council is an episodic narrative. So that means that it is... Oh, I, I would relate that to some of the Telltale games, I think. The dominating part of playing those games is the experience. Inserting yourself in, as the character, inserting yourself into the mix as a player. And being part of a true narrative that involves you and your decisions. And that's what they're trying to do here with this one. So all the plots, the conspiracies, the secret organizations, all that stuff. Drama. So if you like your drama, if you like your narrative, if you like reading all that text and contributing your, your piece of a game, this Vampire the Masquerade is going to be for you. I think they're both for me. I'm excited for both. I'm going to order both. So can't wait. Link in the show notes if you want to find out more. Well, we all know that Bethesda did not need another rocky start to a game. But they're promising some changes for Elder Scrolls Blades. I know everyone's sighing and thinking, oh God, he's talking about Blades. But I think we'll all agree that Blades isn't exactly what we want in an Elder Scrolls game. But what's happened here is Bethesda launched this game with tons of inconveniences built in, which is the enemy of any mobile player. Inconveniences that make you pay, that make you have to pay whether it's a time block, some type of a gate, anything that gets in your way from playing a game naturally but from just by just paying for it, right? So your classic microtransaction blocked by time, progress blocked by time, that is, and that's what they've released. Players don't like it. Um, there's too many roadblocks in terms of repairing gear and enemy dif difficulty, not to mention um, the monetization that they put in place through loot timers and such. So apparently that's going to be fixed in some sort of way. Bethesda's got to make their money. They're going to keep some things in place. What needs to be done here is to back away from the heavy loot timers and make the daily play of this game feel rewarding without feeling kneecapped. Am I right? No one needs any, no one needs any arrows in the knees here, okay? I think we all get that. All right. In the Division news, the Division 2 raid is out. This is the end game content we've all been waiting for. Well, I mean, maybe not all of us, but I think a lot of people have. If you rewind back to 2016, one of the biggest negatives to Division 1 was that there was no endgame, right? You'd get to the end, just be grinding for new gear, running the same things over and over again. No need, no need to accelerate your strategies, no need to do anything special. It was just running the same things over and over again. No one wanted that for the Division 2. Massive heard this. Massive is the developer. They heard this, and they built in to what, since it was released in March. So in the first few months of the game, they built in the first raid release, which is great. It's called Operation Dark Hours. And the launch has been a bit bizarre. Like, I think we can all agree about that if you've been playing. So they launched it without matchmaking, which is one huge problem. Um, prior to the sale of The Division 2 and prior to their 
to their launch. And while they were getting people to pre-order, one of their biggest selling points is that we are going to have matchmaking for everything. Well, it turns out they decided to disable it for Operation Dark Hours. We don't know exactly why. Perhaps there was some technical limitations, something that made it difficult to, uh, to matchmake, which is totally understandable. I understand they're working on something, but right now it leaves a lot of people just alone, right? Uh, there, there's things being put in place, like um, Reddit looking for groups. Um, you can go to the helicopter where the raid takes off from in-game and meet people there. Other than balancing and monetization for you know, for Ubisoft and for Massive. This is the biggest thing. So they're trying to make as much of a scene about this as they can right now. This is the raid. This is the end game. If we all played World of Warcraft, or many of us have, you know that the raids mean end game. The raids are what you run on a regular basis to get new gear, to, uh, to accomplish new things, and have a blast. Well, on the first day it was launched, it turns out that the PC version was beaten within, well, not within five hours. Actually, it was five hours. Within five hours after launch. It took them five hours, actually. So it must have, they must have started right when it launched. And it was by YouTuber Marco Style and some of his team. They spent a long time trying to finish it. Apparently, it took them about three, three and a half hours on the final boss until they finally got it. So good on them for finishing it. Now we are all that much smarter and understand more about the, uh, the process to beat it on our own. But poor console players. It took console players two extra days after launch to finish it. There's legit excuses for this. Let's be honest, playing The Division 2 on console is harder for most of us. Aiming is harder. You're limited in some ways, not to mention capped at 30 frames per second on consoles. There's a whole bunch of excuses for it. It doesn't mean that it's unbeatable. It just means that it's harder. Something that is already extremely difficult becomes harder. So. Here we go. Consoles are picking it up now, though. There's been a couple teams that have already finished over the past two days. So there's progress being made. Console players are catching up. Everyone's going to catch up. Before we know it, it'll be taking us a half hour to finish it. Let's have fun with it and play some Division. That's your Level Break. Questions, comments, and new submissions can be sent to levelbreakshow at gmail.com. If you want to hear more, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you eat your favorite podcasts. So until next time, everyone, take care.